Hey there, it's Joyce One Wells with Joy Exposed, and it's nine o'clock on Wednesday, December the 16th. <laughs> I got it right the first time. I never know what day it is. Anyway, it's Joyce Lynn Wells with Joy Exposed, and thank you for joining me. Welcome. Um, first things first, my lips tonight are dripped by Shine Glow Getter. I think it's Luscious Lips. So who drips your lips, right? So I got to make sure I give my shout out to my, my lip drip and um, so that I can continue to get more. Kind of digging this color. So I'll post it if you're interested. And there's a 30% off Joy Exposed code. I believe it's 30% off. There's a Joy Exposed is the code. If you go to joy um, shineglowgetter.com and use Joy Exposed, you get a percentage off of your purchase. And so make sure you get some. Anyway, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and it's Wednesday. Let's get started. So first things first. First things first. We have... Um, Apothic Dark is uh, our wine for Three Cheers of Joy. So Three Cheers of Joy, um, sponsored by uh, Apothic Dark Wine. It's a red wine, and it's not as, I thought it have a little more kick in it, but it doesn't. It's actually a smooth red. Um, I was more hardcore cab, but it's not. It's more of um, just a smooth red blend. It's just... I guess maybe the darker varietals, but it's good. It's called Apothic Dark. And of course I bought it from Walgreens. So let's get started. Three Cheers of Joy. Okay, so tonight my Three Cheers of Joy. Um, first off, I've been hella productive today. I'm gonna go, so I'm gonna start there. That'll probably guide me on the other Cheers of Joy because I have to realize today was productive, right? So I was hella productive today. I got so much stuff done. I've been checking shit off my list like mad. Um, and that's the plan to get a lot of stuff completed before the beginning of the year. So cheers to being productive. And I'm drinking out of my one of my Steffies. It's a wine glass. She uh, does mainly the insulated tumblers, but this is the one for 50 years of joy for my birthday about a year and a half ago. Um, I have some more coming, so I should be receiving those any day. So cheers to being mad productive. My second cheer of joy, um, I bought something for myself. I bought me a birthday, I mean a Christmas present, a birthday present. I bought me a Christmas present and um, I'm pleased. And I bought me a string of pearls. This isn't it, this is sterling silver. Um, but I bought me a string of pearls and they should be here any moment. So I tried to talk myself out of it but I talked myself into it way more than I talked myself out of it. So I finally bit the bullet and got the pearls. And if you remember, I said one of my shows a few months ago is that there's one thing that I really want and um, it's a string of pearls. So I got me a string. So maybe next week you'll get to see them. So cheers to buying yourself a present. I bought myself some pearls. Um, my third cheer of joy Mm -mm 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 -mm. I'm just, I'm in a good space mentally, physically. I'm just in a good space and I'm celebrating that. So cheers to being in a good place. Cheers to that. I think we all strive for this kind of peaceful place to exist. And I was talking to one of my colleagues about it. 
how you have to literally clean the muck out of your clean the muck out of your brain, right? To, so that you can concentrate and focus on things that are important to you. We have such a tendency to try to control the things around us that we completely forget that we're the only thing that we can control. So cheers to um, removing the muck and just existing in a good place. And I'm better, I'm probably a better person because of it. So cheers to that. So those are my three cheers of joy tonight. So the first one was uh, being hella productive, right? So being hella productive, I am have been this week, especially today. The second one was buying myself a gift. I bought myself a string of pearls. And the third one is just being in a good place, just having enough gumption to get rid of the fucking noise. Um, I, I'm always reflective about the way that I used to live and the shit that I used to let invade my space and my brain. And I'm so happy I got past that. Like, there's something better, right? It's like, oh, all that stuff I was driving myself crazy with is fucking gone. And I'm happy about it. So cheers to all three of those things. So let's get, keep going. So that was my lip drip tonight by Shine Glow Getter. Don't forget there's a discount code, Joy, uh, Joy Exposed, so you can get a discount on your lip drip. And even if you're not ordering it for yourself, you can order it for your kids, your daughters, you can order it for your wives, your sisters, your friends, order some lip drip and um, use the Joy Exposed code. And, you know, support a black business. It is a black owned business, um, up and coming and it's a struggle out there owning the business. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I'm going to read my Facebook post of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. And let me get into those. All right. So this one was posted probably two hours ago. And uh, it's by uh, Clarissa, uh, the, uh, the lady who... Um, host the sweet spot on Friday nights at 8.30. Air post says, if you're still driving drunk, sharing blunts, and eating booty hole on the first date, taking the COVID vaccine should be a breeze. <laughs> People are up in arms about taking this damn vaccine. And I'm like, just, geez, let's get over it already. But then we don't take into account our other risky behaviors, unprotected sex, driving while drunk, doing drugs, um, talking back to your parents. <laughs> you know, like all of these are risky behaviors and you want to have a fit about, uh, you want to have a fit about taking the vaccine. But I thought that was pretty funny, especially if she threw in the eating the booty hole. Hilarious. Hey, Lens, thank you. Um, so I thought that was funny. So let's see what else we got. Um, this is one from Allison Christie Johnson. You guys know I've used several of her posts. She is freaking hilarious just on the daily and just all the time. Her posts are amazing. She's really in a good mental space. Um, and I like that to find people who just exist in this good space. Who's like, and eh, fuck that. <laughs> so her post says, Question that popped in my mind from one of my last posts. Why do some black men often bring up the glaring difference in ratio of available black men to available black women when they're trying to convince black women to settle for less, but they don't consider that the ratio as a responsibility for them to date within their race? Um, 
so pretty much she's saying that black men want to point out that the available black women want too much right so they're literally saying settle you need to settle the black the white women to set black women to settle instead of going after the things that they want so that's a ratio that they like to throw out there but they never talk about the black men who date outside of black women right and and that's a ratio too so it's almost like choosing the argument that you want to have i want to have the argument because these are so many good women out here and none of them want to settle for the black men that are available but i don't want to have the argument about black men who decide to date outside of black women right who decides to date outside of that so i thought that was very interesting and we are we're all like that we have our our topics that we carry a torch for and we'll go toe to toe on them but then we have some other shit that we don't right like so um i had a conversation similar with my son who wants to talk about uh drinking alcohol he is very against drinking alcohol like he is vehemently against liquor but as soon as you talk about some weed he's got all the statistics and why it's good and why you should right so he's a he can't he's okay with talking about the thing that he enjoys but he doesn't want to have a discussion of why it's okay for the things that he don't. So we have to really kind of try to exist in the middle space on that. And and why would you want to put somebody um, in a negative space because of what your preference is, but if it's a kindred space, you don't want to put someone kindred to you in a negative space because, oh, they can do what they want to do. Like black women can do what they want to do. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Allison Christie Johnson always has some good topics. I enjoy her post. I love being with her on um, being her Facebook friend. Let's see what else did I have saved. I've been saving all kinds of yummy stuff. Uh, this one came up. I thought it was hilarious because this happened to us. It says, you want to piss your mama off? Let her see her grandbaby with no coat on. And that happened one morning that I was taking Ariel to school that she didn't have any. Uh, I didn't think her clothes were warm enough. We're in Florida, so, you know, it's really not. It's cold for like till 830 in the morning and then it's over. And I was like, she didn't have on any clothes. I had this whole fit. But that was the thing that pissed me off. So I thought I was like, oh, that post is for me. Joycelyn, you tripping. <laughs> and uh, lastly, there's a post with Rihanna. And we all know how adorable Rihanna is. She's absolutely delicious. Like you just enjoy looking at her because she's beautiful, right? That's who she is. And by goodness, she's in the right profession because she is definitely easy on the eyes. And um, she's such a free spirit and so unconventional. She's not overly made up. She's just sexy in her own thing. So Rihanna is absolutely beautiful. Like I, I say delicious, like, that's what you just yummy right anyway so somebody has taken a couple of pictures of her one looking like what well the first question is he says him i want you to push grapes out your puss into my mouth and so her face is like what and then she's saying you want what go get him <laughs> The gosh, the facial facial expressions are perfect for the meme, and I love that because that's pro we've probably all gone through that where somebody wants us to do some freaky shit, and we're like, "What you want me to do?" Because it, it gives us some time to think about it. Like, you want me to do what? And then you think about it, and you're like, "Okay, go get it." 
<laughs> so I absolutely love that post with Rihanna. She is adorable. Whoever put it together was on point with putting it together. Um, so I like that. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a challenge, but I forgot. Uh, I think, I don't know if I read this last week or not, but I'm going to read this and then I'm going to be done. Uh, this one says, her, hey, handsome, good morning. And he responded, I don't have $40 and take me out of the rotation. <laughs> so the women are pimping the men for the money. The women want to get the money from the men. And he already know what's up. So he like, I ain't got the money and take me out the rotation. I'm not even fucking playing with you. So I do. I love that. Like, you guys know how much I enjoy my Facebook, first of all. Um, I, let me turn this down. You guys know I love me some uh, Facebook and I have a good time on Facebook and um, and I've got some good people on there. I talked about that before because I have people who will say like, um, I can't be on Facebook and it's too much drama. And I'm like, what? I love my Facebook. I look forward to see somebody's birthday and somebody getting married and somebody broke up and, oh my gosh, she's not feeling well today. Let me reach out to her. I like seeing all that shit. Facebook is life to me. I love it. Right. So, um, I thought that was funny. So thanks, Janella. Hey, Terrence with your 1800. Cheers. I'm reading some of the uh, comments off of my page. Oh gosh, thank you. This is my shine glow getter. Mwah. Great lipstick, right? Uh, Jose Cuervo, thank you, Victor. Um, hey, Mark Jones, how are you? And hi, uh, Lillian and Derek and Chuck. Hey, Arthur, thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you. So I'm going to keep it moving because I'll get caught right in that space. Yakety, yakety, yak. So let me tell you guys something I've realized. I'm always figuring shit out. So one of the things that we hear all the time in, um, well, on in social media, in real life, wherever, I always hear people talking about people need to own their own businesses. Well, Black people need businesses in their community. Black people need to start their own business. And, you know, I hear that and you hear it and it makes sense. But let me tell you something. Starting a business is not fucking easy. And I think that's the problem when people throw that out there so casually. I'm going to shift my leg. I hope you don't see it in the camera. That's what I, I don't understand. When people say that shit so casually, it's like, it's not easy. Like, it's literally not easy. Like, you have an idea. You don't have any money. You don't know where to start. And you're hearing start your business. Okay, so say, for instance, you get started. How do you maintain it? How do you, and I'm telling you, I, every day, it's a struggle in my brain of, I got this business, should I go work for somebody else? Because it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm teaching, right? But if I go work for somebody, they're going to pay me a check, and they're going to take everything that you have and they're gonna pay you for it, which is never enough, of course. But it um, it's, it's easier than trying to pull some shit out of your head to make happen. So I'm trying to figure out when people are saying you should own your own business, from what vantage are they speaking? 
is it from the business owner or from the idea of what it looks like socially in the community to have it? Because it's some hard shit. It's really trying to balance. And um, you're right, Stephanie. It's not easy at all, no matter how small or how large it is. You're absolutely right. And and it's it's a crazy balance of trying to exist. I remember when I first started writing my first book and then I started publishing and I was so excited. Oh my God. Cause you immediately see dollar signs. And I, this guy who does the stock market a lot, a lot. And, um, I was asking him if he wanted to invest in my business, one of my colleagues. So he was like, well, what, what are you offering? Like what, what's the offering? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm starting a business. And he says, well, you need to have this, 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 this. So he gave me a rundown of things to have. And then he says, don't get worked up about it. You're not going to make any money in the first five years. And I was like, yes, the hell I am. Cause I'm, I'm boss. Like I'm, and he's right. I'm here. I am three years later. Like He's right. I'm not going to make any money in the first five years. And that's hard to wrap your mind around because you put so much in it. So I'm thinking that there has to be a checklist and not to relegate people either can or can't, but there has to be something that allows people to know or a place for them to go when they've started a business on how to move the business when you start. I've talked to a person today that's got property. He's got a business plan. He knows what he wants to do. We've looked at aspects of his business. And you know the question he asked me? Where do I start? Like, what's the first thing I should do? And I'm like, you've already done the first thing. You've got, and he's like, but it's here. What do I do? He's coming to me to ask me what to fucking do. <laughs> so, you know, we started having a conversation about it because that's the thing. People don't know. So if you live in a community that needs a store and you don't know how to start the store or you don't know what to do to get the store, you're probably not going to start the store because all you're going to be thinking is, wow, I can't, um, I don't know where to start, right? So that, I mean, those are huge challenges. And when you deal with people around you who don't have the experience of starting a business and you don't have the experience of starting or managing your own business, they're not gonna be it. They're gonna be like, oh, good luck, baby. Good luck with that. Cause they don't know either. So I'm, I was, I'm literally trying to figure out what is the intention of people saying you should start a business? Like, what is the intention? Like, what, what are you supposed to do? So if you have a business idea and you go to who to talk about your idea to get it to where? And that's a, I'm, it, it is difficult. I know several people who do their own thing, you know, and we're all trying to figure out how to do our own thing. I think the more you get out there and play and try, the more you understand that it's about stumbling, losing faith, believing, trying something new, being open to, because you can't be closed. You cannot be closed to the ideas when you open yourself up to 
the creativity or a conduit for the universe. You can't be close to what the universe has to offer, right? So that's a it's a really an interesting thing. For me. I'm um uh and I'm fig trying to figure it out. Um and I'm trying to figure it out. So I, I just I wanted to share that because I made a post yesterday that starting a business and running a business is not for the weak. Is not for the weak, right? So starting a business and running it is not for the weak willed because you can't quit. Like you can't, you already have wills in motion and you can't quit. And we I have to try to figure it out. And I'm literally and the funny thing is that that's a part of my solutions company. Remember I said it's helping people to bring their ideas from here to here. So that's a part of my solutions company. But even for me, it's a struggle because I've got it. I can say, come here, I can help you. And I can lay this out for you on how to move these things. But if you're not for the action, if you if you aren't ready to move, you then you, it's not going to happen. You'll continue to hold it in your mind in that intellectual property space. Like the guy I was talking to today, we were talking about it because he's got to build out. He's got stuff, but he has a part that's already built out. He just needs to put it together and, you know, and I said, well, you need to. Um, so first thing this and then set a date for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's frozen, like set a date. And I'm like, yeah, because you need something solid, something you're working towards, something you can start marketing and get people, drive people to your space to enjoy this. And he, he, he was done. He, that was it. He was done. He was done. Right. And so that's the thing that we have to pay attention to. We have to really figure out when we start a business, what does it look like? What's the commitment? Are we ready to implement it? So, yeah, and Clarissa says she's about the ideas, but implementation is the challenge. And so that's where I'm saying shape my shape solutions comes in to kind of facilitate the implementation of. But it's hard. It's difficult. It's I mean, literally, because you we grow up in a society of working for other people and we understand our level of self-efficacy as it pertains to working for another business. But as it pertains for ourselves, we don't know that we're enough. We don't know we're enough. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, not knowing that we're enough. That's a great segue into that. But before I get into that, I wanted to share a couple things with you guys that I received that reminded me that I am enough. Right. So first of all, I wrote an article about. Uh, I told you guys I was going to be doing some uh, articles for models and actors. I was um, tasked with that. And so I wrote one of the articles and I sent it in to get approval from the uh, model and actor. So, and she said, um, her name is Sharon Twitty. Good evening, Joycelyn. Aw, this is so beautiful and very well written. Wow. It is perfect. I would not change a thing. I love it. This is truly your gift. You capture all of the information that I gave you and so eloquently pieced it together without missing a detail. You rock. And those are the nuggets we need to remind us to continue to go, right? Those are the nuggets that we need to push you forward. It's your building your bag of successes. So I got that one. And then I also got, mm, let me find the other one. 
uh, I made, I think I made a post. I can't remember what I posted, but someone sent me a meme, one of my authors, and she said, I had to put a smile on your face this morning. I read your post. And I was like, there's somebody out there looking out for me, right? Like, even when I say something and they're not sure what it means or where it's coming from, they still want to make sure that I'm feeling good. So you have those kind of seeds planted too. And I love that. I'm telling you, let's see. So that was that. And then where's the other one? Uh, That's not it. Nope, that's not it. So there was another one. I can't find it. That's okay. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So I just think that we really have to build our bag of successes. And I think, I don't know that that's Maslow. I can't remember which psychologist had that train, that thought process who came up with that theory. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, so and I talked to my mom about this a little bit today, too. And, you know, hold on, let me read. Stephanie said, it is a hard decision to go to work for someone else when you're trying to get your own thing off the ground. It is a hard thing to do, right? So because you start putting your passion and you know you have work, you know you have stuff to do, and here you are working for someone else, calculating what you're getting paid and knowing how much you'll make on your own. That just makes you work harder on your off hours, miss sleep. And I, for me, I start doing less at my job because I'm doing more for my business, right? So it's definitely a shift in the thought processes. So I definitely agree with you on that, Stephanie. So I was talking to my mom today about having your success, built, having receiving blessings and having your bag of success. Right. And that's a really that's a difficult thing, because when you're when you're having um, when you're building yourself, your business, because we only get validation from our business, where we've worked before. That's who tells us we're OK. They're the ones that literally decide for us whether we're good at a job or not. And when you go to a job and you fail or you aren't successful there, it really eats away at you because you're like, oh, I can't do that. Well, you might not supposed to do that, but I mean, it's detrimental to you when you have to suffer those losses. So one of the things that I do it with three cheers of joy, I pick out things about my life and I celebrate them. Every week I find some things to celebrate. I don't care how minor they are because the truth of the matter is, Nobody fucking celebrates you. If you're going to celebrate and bask in the light, you're going to do it for yourself. Your company will give you an annual congratulations on your anniversary. Keep sticking it out. Here's a $20 gift card to Publix. Like your company will do stuff like that. But then when they do those things, it makes you equate what you've done for that value. And what you've done is essentially greater than that. You've kept that company running. And if you could take that same energy and flip it into your company, if you decide if that's in your wheelhouse to have a company, then your company will be just as successful, right? 
Hi there, Alicia. Your company will be just as successful. We just have to figure out what the company is and if we're willing to put the energy into it. I'm telling you, one of the, I worked for a pharmacy for years and I could run that pharmacy inside out. Excellent customer service, efficient. I even set up the workflow process that became company-wide. I wrote along with the pharmacist, the training guide for pharmacy technicians that became a national, nationally trained pharmacy technician started with Joycelyn and a pharmacist, Joanne Nucio, in a pharmacy on South Dale Mabry in Tampa, store number five. No, was it five? Nine, it was 94, that was in Gainesville, 15. Maybe it was store number two, because I think Nebraska, so it was either two or five, right? So I literally, now, I, there's no payment and glory in that for me, because I never, I didn't get paid for that. We started the program because I said, the technicians who come here to work need to be trained. What can we do to train them? And we wrote a training manual that became company-wide, they rolled over to other pharmacies and then became a national exam. I was one of the first writers of the questions on the national exam. Like these are all things I know I can do. Now, if a pharmacy hired me right now, I wouldn't break a sweat because I know I got that shit. Sure, it's some new drugs since I worked in the pharmacy last, but essentially that shit is all the same. I knew that shit. Hell, I was having a conversation with Faceless Love about a piece of equipment that they had in their pharmacy that they had to do some IT stuff on. And I was like, oh, is it, ba is it by Baker, the Baker sales? He was like, yeah. I said, oh, it's the, is it the robot? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, and we started talking about it. You know why? Because, fuck, we went into Baker sales. Like, these are things that I know. No one can question me on what I know. But my self-efficacy and understanding of what it is came from somewhere else. So now I have to take that same principle of know-how and apply it to me as a business. And it scares the hell out of me every single day because there's nobody validating whether I'm doing it right or not. Nobody's giving me a a girl. You're doing a great job. Is it right? Because it doesn't have to be right because I'm building the mold for what it is. So there's not a right. So I want to add this. I don't have to ask anybody. Can I add it? All I think you have to figure out is, do I have enough time? <laughs> Can I do it? Right. And that's scary because you have to believe in yourself. So one of the things that you have to do to, oh, Bandora, that's the psychologist who came up with that theory. His name was Bandora. One of the things that we have to do to know that we can is to build our bag of successes. So if you think over your life, your successes, and you put them in a bag, all the successes that you had, you put them in a bag. You're building your bag of successes. So that means when you get to a place and you feel like you can't, you go back in your bag of successes to look for things that says that you can, things that say that you can, right? So that's a, the whole thing behind it. But so many of us don't acknowledge our successes. You know, we attribute them to something else. 
you know, like, shit, I was a badass in that. Can't nobody do that better than me. It's hard because then you people tell you, you got to be humble. Don't be conceited. You're not the best or there are other. Fuck them. Don't nobody know. And what you got to be humble for? You think, you think God gave you this light to shine in for you to be humble in it? No, you be great. You be great at what you do. So you build your bag of successes. So on some weeks when I didn't sell a single book all week, I'll go on my sales list, my um, spreadsheet, and I'll look at the weeks that I sold 100 books or 50 books or two books. Something to show me that I had some time. There was a time that I sold more than none. And you know what? Okay, it doesn't mean my book isn't good and it's not selling. I start thinking like, did I run an ad? Did I talk about my book this week? Did I put my energy into my book this week? And most of the time when there are no sales, I haven't talked about it. That's dependent on me. That is my stick, right? That's my thing. So we have to really know that we're okay in whatever we're doing. Like we have to know that we have to go back and pull from a place that it's good. When I'm telling people that, oh, you know what? You should let me build your website for your company or you should let me do this. And they're like, oh, well, you have any um, you have any references? Have you done any websites? And I'm like, yeah, go to my website. Go to my website. There's a place that my websites go to websites so you can look. Look through them, check check them out. And then they'll come back and they're like, oh my God, those are great. And, you know, can I get an estimate? Can I get a proposal? Can I, how much would you charge? And then I send them that. And then they're like, silence. But the one thing I figured out is when people aren't okay or, accept, or, or aren't accepting of what you're charging, it's okay. That's not on me to change it. That's on them to find another avenue, another vendor for what they're asking for. Because I put a lot of time in what I do. Presentation is important to me. I'm not going to do you shoddy ass work. That's not how I operate. I'm not doing shoddy work. It's not within my scheme. So if you if I reduce my price and give you this grade A product, I'm I'm still putting in the same amount of time, the same amount of effort, the same amount. I'm still doing that. And my rates are shit. Where somebody might charge you 5,000, I might charge 1,500. My rates are still good. And I have a payment plan, right? So I'm very open to the new business starting and building and keeping them active. And I'm very open to all of that. But I still have to make sure there's value in what I do. There is my time associated with it. That is my knowledge associated with it. There is my experience associated with it. So when somebody wants to pay less for it, okay, then there's somebody who's going to be able to do that for you. That if you don't want to invest in yourself, then why am I going to invest in it? What's the, what? You don't want to set up a payment arrangement? then that, I can't help you, right? But we have to understand that 
in building the business, right? We there are sure you can cut the cost on some stuff, but it doesn't change that your time is in there, your technology that you're using to get it is in there, the cost associated with your business office is in there. Your co- like so all of these things are a part of it, and you can't discount your time. You can't discount your time. Right. You, so we have to really figure that piece out. And it's difficult because we'll give that's how companies can pay us so many dollars an hour because they have discounted. They know I'm going to pay this person so many dollars an hour and they're going to give me. Two hundred dollars an hour worth of work. I know if I contracted this out, I'd be paying two hundred dollars an hour for it. That's how companies get away with it. Well, that's what we have to learn. We have to figure out how do we run our business? How do we believe in the brand that we're offering? And what does it contribute to moving the universe, to moving the nation forward? Am I offering a product that's going to, right? And, and that's, a diff, that's a tough place to be. Like for me, restaurants. Restaurants aren't going anywhere. And people start with their building their business and their catering. I figure people really have to enjoy cooking to do that because I don't enjoy cooking. And I would be like, I'm not doing that. I would probably make like two hot dog plates and some potato chips and then I'm quitting. So being in your business is essentially something that you have to love doing. It has to bring you pleasure. It also has to be in a space that there aren't other people talking negative about what you're doing or talking about your time. You spend too much time doing that. Why you didn't do this for me? You can't have those people in your ear about it because that's the noise, especially when you know that you want to build a business, right? And, you know, it's just, I'm having like a really conflicted time Sometimes, not often, not all the time, but some days I'm like, what the hell am I thinking? Like you really started a whole business from inside of your fucking brain. Like nobody is interested in that, but starting a business from inside of my brain and then growing the business and then helping other people, other authors, small business owners, nonprofits, our uh, baby boomers who have businesses who need websites. My, you know, so all of these things are coming along and I'm like, oh my God. And this all happened because I wrote a book. So wait a minute. So you have your, you have your idea and you put your idea out there and you start nurturing your idea. And you start talking about it. You're nobody talks about my brand the way I talk about my brand. And somebody even said that to me, like, you're gonna put your website on the back of a shirt for a community service event. Yes, yes, I am, because nobody is fucking walking around with joycelynwells.com on their shirts. Nobody's walking around with joy exposed on their shirts. Nobody's walking around with My Shape Solutions on their fucking shirts. Nobody. The only person who represents me and my businesses is me. So if I'm not joy exposed, 
here or there or on my cups or if I'm not doing it, nobody will fucking know who I am. Nobody will know that I have something to offer. So how am I going to grow as a business? How will anybody believe in me if I don't believe in myself? So this is not an easy road. This is not an easy road to tow. I'm not discouraging anybody from doing it. And, and like I said, you start a business, you got an idea. Let's talk about it. We'll get you from here to here. Get it out of here. Get it here. But when you speak it out loud and you come in putting information, somebody sharing information with you, shit, you got to be ready to move or the person who's feeding that information to you, they're going to stop. And then you're going to be like, still thinking about it, waiting, thinking what you should do, waiting for somebody to give you permission. And you're the only person that has to give you permission. I have decided that there is a consultation fee for me to have the conversation about moving the business from here to here. People who want their business moved from here to here will pay the consultation fee. People who want to talk, just to talk, they're not going to pay it. And that's all they're going to do is talk. You're ready to put something out there when you're ready to start your business. <laughs> Alicia says she's not hiring me when she starts her food truck. Girl, I'm not cooking. I listen, I will design all your marketing and put together your website, but I'm two hot dogs and some chips. That's all I got. I'm telling you, I'm not, that ain't my thing. That ain't my thing. You got to know your thing. So I'll even write your press release. All your public relations, I got you. <laughs> but so we have to make sure that we understand that nobody is going to be our biggest cheerleader other than ourselves. It's not coming from our family. People always say, your family and friends don't support you when you start your business. They get silent when you start your business. For one, they've already supported you because they love you. So let's have that conversation. Two, they don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Three, you're not going to get rich off of them because the support they provide for you is being there as you go through the chaotic process of starting a business. So you shouldn't even look for people in your first line family, second line friends for financial contributions to your business. You shouldn't. Buying your books and they'll buy occasionally, you know, so that, yeah, they will. You shouldn't rely on them. The people we have to rely on, third, fourth, fifth line, the other millions of people. Those are the people that you have to get to. And it makes us feel like we're failing because our family doesn't believe in us. Well, fuck, that's easy because they're right there. We can talk to our family about our business because they're in our face. Can you put forth the effort to talk outside of the first and second circle? The third remove, the fourth remove. That's the effort you got to get to. You got to figure out how to get past the first and second because the first and second connections have been there and they're not going anywhere. Hell, you know your mama supports you because she got you all the way through grade school, right? Graduation, off to college. She sent you food in your care package. You know your mama supports you because she don't want to buy your shit. That doesn't mean she doesn't support you or believe in you. It means ask the other millions of people. 
get past the though that's the easy those are the easy what do you call it the um low-hanging fruit the low-hanging fruit is they're not going to get us to glory the low-hanging fruit won't get us to success now they'll talk about your business for sure they'll talk about it if they believe in it if it's something that they believe if it's something that they can see for themselves they'll talk about it but if they can't they're not going to talk about it because they may not know how to talk about it. They may not know how to tell people what you're doing. You know, it's all of that. You have to talk outside of your immediate people. You've got, if you are your brand, you are your business, you've got to talk outside of the comfort zone. And that's hard. I'm, shit, I'll tell you all the time. It's hard. <laughs> I have to literally, I will, Faceless Love will tell you, when we go out somewhere socially, I have to have me at least two cocktails before I can get up and go talk to people about my business. It's just not, I just don't. But what, I'm getting better at it, but I have to get nice and, this your shit, girl. This is your time. This is, I got to get nice and to be able to do it. And that's okay. I go out, I talk, I get followers, I show my stuff, I might sell a book, I might, you know, who knows? But I am the one, until there is enough momentum of people talking about JoycelynWells.com, Joy Exposed, MyShape.Solutions, until there are people talking about it outside of my bedroom, fuck, I got work to do. And that is discouraging. That can be discouraging. That can literally be discouraging. So, you know, we got to figure that out. And if you've been led or moved, called, however you want to start a business, then that's your responsibility to get that shit out there. And how are we going to do it? I got some sponsors. I got uh, Shine Glow Getter. They drip my lips every week. I've got stmspecialties.com. They supplied me with nice stem, uh, glassware and tumblers. I got some sponsors. I got people who believe in what I'm doing and we get to share with each other. But stmspecialties.com is saying, hey, I want you to use my products and I want her to talk about my products. And I, so we're doing an exchange here. It's the rule of thumb is you can't get rich off me, but we can all get rich together. So we'll work this out together. But there's no way I can take the money that I have and make somebody else rich. I can only contribute to. I can only, that's it. I can only contribute to. And I can only do what I can do. But there's nobody, people who want to charge me a bazillion dollars to do something. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't afford that. Well, I didn't, oh, I, so you got to give me the option. You got to give me the option to say, no, I asked you for a price. You gave me a price. I can't afford it. I didn't ask you to change your price. I wholeheartedly believe in it. Do you? I can't afford it. I own that. I'm not negotiating. What did I say earlier? With somebody's time, with their level of expertise and what they're offering. I'm not going to negotiate them down. I believe in what they're charging. I just can't afford to pay it. And so I can say no to that. I had I had a photographer that told me that he wanted to charge me $175 for 
three headshots. Hey, I have an author who needs headshots. $175. And I was like, it's only three headshots. Hell, if I were there, I'd take it with my iPhone. Well, I bill out my time in 90 minutes intervals. Uh, so I said, oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate you. That was it. Because I can't pay $175. I can't do it, right? So I couldn't do that. So I had to find another photographer who could operate within what I had. And that's essentially what happened. So I'm not going to, I don't downplay people's money. I'm not negotiating. If you put a price on something, that's your price. I mean, unless I'm in like at a flea market and people are expected, I can do that. But I'm not going to talk somebody out of their time. I'm not going to do it. So we have to, I mean, and that's okay. That's what we have to realize is all of these things are okay. And we have to make the decisions that are best for us and take care of ourselves and our business if we're starting a business. I've never been a business mind. Never, ever in my whole entire life been a business mind. I always worked for other people. I always did what somebody else wanted me to do. I was always a great employee. That's who I was. So to have this develop from inside of me, I have to attribute it to this is a gift to me from God. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I either, I'm either going to trust it and believe in it or I'm not. So every day, the good things that happen to you, the good things that you do, you build your bag of successes, your bag of successes, so that when you have the down days, you can go in and pull them out. And you can say, wow, I was great on this day. Or, wow, look at the look at the um, formatting on this. I'm going to do this again. Or, wow, this is, you start looking and you give yourself kudos for the great shit you've done. And people will respond with more. And you ask, they're like, oh, my God, I love such and such. Oh, can you go on my Yelp and leave a review? Can you go on my Amazon and leave a review? Can you, you ask them, ask them, can you do this? And the more people you ask to do that, and you're not asking them to buy additional stuff. You're saying, my business is on Yelp. My business is on Google. My books are on Amazon. Can you go and <laughs> leave a review for me? Leave a review for something that you loved. Will you thank you? And that helps build your uh, presence because now you can say, oh, I've got five-star reviews on Amazon. Oh, I've got so many reviews on Yelp. Or I've got, you can Google me. Like all of those things are big deal in this time of technology. People can find you. They can access you. And we have to literally pay attention to those things because the shy people, believe it or not, me, shy, I don't, people, I've sold probably thousands of books and I've got 34 reviews on Amazon. And I'm like, it took me forever to say, hey, somebody send me a message. I loved your book. I would say, thank you. And they would say, and then I'll be like, thank you so much. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for contacting me. Will you leave a review for me on Amazon? Sometimes they'll say, yeah, and they'll do it. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, and they won't do it. But either way, I've at least put it out there. Will you do this? Will you do this? Will you? And start asking because I think people genuinely want to contribute to your success. 
And it's the people outside of you that really want to contribute to your success. Right. And this is Stephanie said, it makes you realize how they are supporting you and not expect them to support you how you think they should. Absolutely. That's it. That's it right there. Because we want we know we want them to buy a, a Steffi every month. They're not going to buy a Steffi every month. They don't even have any room to store them every month. Buy a Steffi for somebody else. Like, just buy them. Who cares what you do with them? Buy them. But they're going to give you the support and the time and the love and reassurance that you need. And that's a, that's a invaluable, like that's invaluable, right? To be able to have the conversations about what's going on and building the business and growing and the next steps. And I haven't slept all night and all of those things to have somebody to talk about those things with that's invaluable. So I just kind of went out talking tonight about when people say that we need more black, small black, black businesses, or we need more businesses, period, start your own business. It's not as easy as start your own business. It requires a lot of gumption. It requires a lot of what the hell do you mean? I mean, there's whole programs on building business. You can get an MBA or master's in business administration. And even your MBA in a business administration isn't telling you how to start your business. It's telling you how to administer business solutions to companies. <laughs> so even starting your own business, what is that called? Like, what is that company called? What is that program called? Is it a bachelor's? Is it a master's? What do you do? What do you do to put you in line to start your own business? Well, I think ultimately it's an idea. It's an idea and you have to be able to go from idea to implementation. You got to take the first step to get there. And many of us don't because we don't know how. Sure, there's some business dollars out there, some grants, but you got to know how to, you got to find them. You got to find the grants. You've got to be able to do the research. You've got to have the space to do the things that you want to do. I have known through Facebook some amazing people. There's a young lady named Gina Mocha. She has a um, pole dancing studio she opened in, in Marietta. I can't wait to move back to Atlanta just so I can go to her pole dancing studio. So for now, you know how I support her? I share her videos. She posts videos. I'll say, could you can I share this? I share her videos. I talk about it. that's the that's the way I can support her now. Sure, she could use money, but I don't necessarily have the money to send her money for a service that I'm not getting. But when I move there and I can take pole dancing classes, then she is the go-to. That's what I'm gonna do. But how do you support now? How do you support me? Right? How do you support STM specialties? How do you support Shine Glow Getters? How do you support like all of this? How do you support? What do you do? You do the things that you can. Follow on YouTube, follow on Facebook, share post, uh, download from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, go on the website, read um, blog entries, go on the Shape Solutions and read posts about the other authors and there are five of them. Like there's tons of stuff that you can do to help people that doesn't have to be in a financial space that we may not be able to afford or we may not be able to do but people who start small bit people who start a business just need support now when people are forcing you into trying to give 
get money from you or to do things, just say no and guess they're probably not going to last in business very long because you can't you can't force people. And remember I said the support comes from outside of your first and second layers of people who are loving on you. That's that it's a the financial support comes from outside of that. The um, emotional support comes from inside there. First, second support layers of support. That's what comes from inside. So we have to be first of all, whoo, committed if you're gonna start a business. Cause it ain't no joke. I said that a couple times now. It ain't a fucking joke. Now, I'm telling you this because I want you to know if you have a business idea, it's my favorite sound, wine pouring. If you have a business idea and you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Now, we can talk about it. I have no problem with that. I got you right here. Keep it all secret. It's your business idea. I ain't finna try to start it. I ain't finna steal it. I'm overwhelmed with the shit I got already. So I'm not stealing anybody's anything. You have, And that's another thing. You have to find somebody that you're comfortable enough to talk to about it. Somebody that you trust. And that comes from your first and second layers. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And I talked, yes, burning the candle from both ends, baby. I feel you. I talked tonight about um, what it feels like to start a business. And, and, and it's chaos, right? It's chaos. And um we question our every move. We don't know who, uh, we don't know if it's right, if it's the right thing to do. We don't know who's done it before us and how they did it. It's you literally stepping out in your own creative space and coming up with something. And a lot of people do it. You've got to give good customer service, a good return and response on your supplies and uh, when people reach out to you about an issue, like it means a lot because if you're not giving good customer service, you're not going to keep getting the customers coming. That's we see that all the time. You in social media, yeah. <laughs> social media is the key to destroying a business because if you go one left way with a bad response you don't give somebody some money or you give a yucky product you're going to be all over social media and people will know not to fuck with you and your business so your business acumen is a big big deal so it's 10 o'clock on wednesday december 16th and we talked about how daunting it can be to start a business and it's okay it don't I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to say just get ready for some crazy shit. <laughs> just get ready for some craziness. That's all I'm saying. And when people say to you, we need our own businesses, you can ask them or tell you you need to start a business or people need to have a business. You ask them, what's your business? Well, what are you doing? Find out what they're doing. And many times they're not. They're just got, they got lip service because it's not as easy as you think. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, we are everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora. <sighs> we are everywhere. So download any past episodes. We've got two more Wednesdays till the end of 2020. I don't even know what that means. Like, shit, we're still in a pandemic. They're about to shut New York down after Christmas. Like, it's crazy. So we don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to ride it out and see and stay safe. Wear your mask. 
gloves if you need to, use your hand sanitizer, and stay safe. Um, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and I'll see you guys next week. Mwah. Good night. <laughs>